friends, welcome to the Creator in Progress podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Lim. Join me on an exciting journey as I break free from the 9 to 5 grind to become a full-time content creator. Each episode will bring you inspiring stories and practical advice from both successful and budding creators and entrepreneurs on how they got to where they are today. My next guest is both an entrepreneur and a fellow creator. Renée's expertise lies in video and no surprises there because she owns her own production business called Peach Picks, which has recently just turned 10. Their mission is to empower small business owners with video content support for their businesses. Renée is a fellow YouTuber, but not only that, she creates on all sorts of platforms. She writes on Medium and she also creates Reels and TikToks, all the while juggling her business. More and more, we see the importance of the role of video and social media and the impact it can have on a business. So I think it's even cooler that Renée has a course on mentoring folks on starting their own YouTube channel. Since we're both in the educational content creator space, I could personally relate to most of the challenges that Renee was facing and it was great being able to speak and learn from her. Enjoy the conversation. This episode is co-produced by Skate. Before we dive into the questions I have for you, I, how do you believe that your experiences in your early years have influenced your current path and you know, fueled your passion for what you currently do? Uh, that's a very deep question that you asked me. So I guess it's really more of uh, the... Well, I've, I've, I first started... I don't know, should I actually start from the beginning where... Mm, when you were a baby, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a baby, but I was from a 9 to 5 job. I think you kind of like can mm. be able to relate to it. I was from a 9 to 5 job. I fired my boss and then I jumped into running a business without any kind of knowledge of running mm. a business. And it's really starting from scratch, uh, really a lot of trial and errors. And there's a lot of, um, of course, there's a lot of ups and downs and trying to build the business itself. But I guess it's, um, it's really the perseverance and the hard-headed, <laughs> really making sure that I don't want to go back to that 9-to-5 job. Mm. Uh, it's kind of like these are some of the areas that I really make sure that I am in so that I'm, I can move forward with the business. Mm. Mm. So diving back right into that, wh- why, why did you want to leave the 9-to-5? What, what were you doing and why did you want to leave? Oh, I was in the IT industry. Mm. So I was working for seven years in the IT industry. And I just decided like one fine day, I just decided I just want to, I don't want to work for anyone. Mm. I just want to do something else. So it's really a jump first, swim later kind of situation. Mm. I do not have any savings. You know, sometimes they always they always tell you that you need to have six months savings yep. to make sure that you can run your uh your your everyday lives mm. and stuff like that. But I don't have any of that. So I just start the business and I don't even have plans. Like now we learn how to do business plans, business mm. goals. So I didn't have all that. I just uh I had a passion in videography and there's one time a friend of mine said that she needed like a corporate videos and and said that I'm willing to pay you. So it's like, okay, this is my sign to <laughs> fire my boss and I just follow whatever I want to do, which is actually the passion for videography. Mm. And I learned from there. It's really about uh, pivoting along the way without any really like a concrete business plan. 
where a lot of people actually now nowadays of course need to have lah mm. that sense wow how do you I, I don't know how I, like <laughs> I would be able to like make that jump I think I similarly I could relate in the sense that I, I was also working in the corporate mm. world for a fair bit of time yep. and I also wanted to make that jump but I think I took four years <laughs> to make that jump because there's always that balance between yes. like oh uh, this is a stable income this is the money I, I can yep. you know get and like to be able to jump into something completely different from what I knew it's, it's so scary so how did yes. you gather up that courage to just be like titanic it away you know uh, jump first swim <laughs> I like that I think I was young back then. I was only... Okay, not so young. I'm about 27, I guess. Mm, mm. So it's really right before I got married that I fire my boss and trying to go into the business. Mm. And I I was telling myself, okay, maybe I just give myself six months and see how it goes. And thank God, I think universe has been great. God has been great. Really, six months, I thought of six months. Now I'm already in the 10th year of, of business. So I guess it's really a lot of very much of, um, like I said just now, is hard-headed. I'm very stubborn in that sense. Mm. I just want to go forward. I I, I, nev- I don't really accept, accept defeat or accept failure. Mm. <laughs> of course, there are a lot of certain things that you fail in, in, in the business. I, I, I'm not able to do this. I fail in partnerships. Mm. I, I fail in um, collaborators and stuff like that. But... These are some of the areas that I learned along the way on how to be a better leader. I learned how to be a better communicator towards my collaborators, partners, or even team members. Mm. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that that went on for the first, especially for the first three years, because I think that's the most um, challenging period of any business. The first three three years is your trial period, Mm. I must say. Yeah. Yeah, I gave myself six months to one year. And yeah. Like, it's not enough. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I need the... So now I'm I'm trying to find like a freelancer mm. kind of job also to, to make sure I just have the money to sustain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the lifestyle, but also kind of continue to do what I love doing also. And yeah, it's, it's tough. Lah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to kind of like find that, that balance also. Lah. And anyway, I know, uh, yeah, you you know, I, I wrote here, like, congrats. It's I, <laughs> I know that Peachy Picks just celebrated its 10th birthday. La, so I um, really wanted to know how and why did you decide to start it anyway? For the whole business itself? Mm. Mm, why I start the video business is because of passion, mm. one. And then I grew a team. The first three years, I had a team of six and mm. I led a female team. But things happen along the way. Um, Like I said just now, I think that three years is the period where I really learned how to become a better leader, Mm. a better communicator. Um, I know how to... In that three years, basically, is a trial period for me to see whether I can work together with people. And I'm very introvert, actually. Mm. So it's really difficult for me to... Uh, communicate with people and I really get drained with a lot of people when I do a lot of communication. So in terms of like growing the business itself from a team of six and life happens and there's a lot of like um, my team members have to 
uh, break away from me because of uh, commitments. They have to go back to nine to five job. So then after that, I grew and I pivot my business into a uh, one women team, but having like a team members, collaborators where I can partner around with all the video project that I have. Yeah, so I kind of like pivot from as a videographer to a video producer. Mm. Yes. So straight away when you went in, you already were like, I'm going to hire a team to just jumpstart the business. Not really. It happens uh, by chance. So it was actually the two of us. So we were actually doing video and photo. Mm. And then um, it became like a team. Um, we handled the media in the sense that we did the creative part as well. And then we did events. We did live streams. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we did back yeah. then. <laughs> So we even have like a very ambitious uh, office space, a studio space. Mm. Yeah, and and I, I guess it's not something that I I see as a failure, but it's really a learning curve for me on I kn- uh, now I know how to manage a, a studio if I happen to have one later on, if, if I do want to have it. And I know how to manage people if I do want to have it. But I think now also in a, in a sense that I still manage people because of all the team members that I have, the part-timers, the interns, and the other videographers or editors that I have, yeah. So it's mo- it's really more of building the the business itself. Mm. I think that's very interesting. Um, you, know, you even have interns. Um, yeah, back then, yes. Ah, <laughs> that's so cool. Um. So I actually hired a team for this podcast also. Yep. It's, it's the first time I've hired a team. Generally, I'm like a one-woman team also. Like I used to do it for all my content and yep. stuff. And I think coming into this, hiring a team, wow, it's just so uh, eye-opening. Because yeah. suddenly I finish um, the production side of things and then I send it to my editor and it's like, magic the video is done and it's done so well yes. you know I, I'm, I was just so impressed and i also have an all girl team yeah <laughs> yeah i was like yes girl power <laughs> and and they are all um they're all freelancers mm. as well so it's it's quite nice la, like we're able to have the same vision the same yep. goal uh, and most importantly i can kind of vibe with them also yeah and I'm also learning how to be a better leader mm. with them because like yeah. you mentioned i'm also an introvert so uh, figuring out how to delegate tasks yes. to them, to tell them when, da, 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 that sort of yeah. thing. So I think the first time I met them, my, my video uh, my video editor is based in Paris. Mm. She's Singaporean, but I'm like, it's okay, the time difference is matter. Yeah. Just as long as it's done, you know, if you have any problems, just yeah. give me a heads up in advance. Yeah. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. You know? And so far, it's been great. It's been great. I really, really love them. Um, and yeah, I hope to work for with them la, mm. for, for a long time um, but yeah I think it's been a very interesting experience for me because I, I never thought I would hire a team this early to to help me out mm. with these sort of things mm. and like I was like wow maybe I should do this for my YouTube also yeah. you know, but, uh, but it takes that investment like yes, you always true. have to see it as an investment Correct. like putting in money to yeah. help you but I mean I, I didn't dare I didn't really dare to do that <laughs> for a lot of things also because now I'm on my sabbatical right I want to yeah. be a bit more frugal mm. with, with stuff so I think that balance is is I guess something that uh, is is a good new experience to mm. have lah. Mm. Mm. I think I think I agree with you when you when you mention about vibes and it has to really align. I think back then 
this kind of conversation, alignment, goals and everything, it was not in place. Mm. I really just put trust in everybody. And as an introvert, like you mentioned, it's really pretty tough to delicate. You, you, I just feel that, will I hurt this person's feelings if I were to delicate this thing to this person? Mm. So it's something that I learned along the way to be able to know how to delicate certain things and be firm at what I want it to do. And of course, really sit down with that person to let them know what's the vision, what's the plans of going forward so that we can vibe. I think the vibe check is something that it's very important for me, <laughs> even back then. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Same. I, 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 I mean, you want to work with people who yeah, you like and true. Like, not every time you, just, you talk to them it's very hard to explain yes yes people, yes right? yeah, yeah so very true you know I, I wanted to know what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you were starting out as a freelancer and how did you overcome them and um, additionally to that right I know you co-founded the freelancer yeah. academy that does this that did it have like something to do to lead to co-founding that freelancing academy okay when I first started I think the challenges that I I think for every freelancer when they first started, it's always maneuvering the business, mm. right? And of course, finances. That's the most important thing. How to grow the business. Like if I were to get stuck, how can I get unstuck? Mm. And finances in a sense that what should I do to get my finances really, really solid, right? In that sense. And how do I overcome it? It's really a lot of networking when I first started. Um, I really have to. I really had to break my barriers of meeting a lot of people. <laughs> Being an introvert is like a problem to me. I, I I wouldn't say it's a problem, but it's really takes a lot of courage from my end to go out and meet people. Uh, I used to go to a networking session and just go to the corner of the food area and just continue eating. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, but then I learned along the way that okay, I'm gonna go into this networking session. I have five. I always assume that I have like five coins, so I'm gonna I'm going to only talk to five people mm. until my energy drain out. Mm. So I guess the the challenges is to really break into the space of being an extrovert instead of going into a networking session and just be quiet at one corner. Mm. Yeah. So I think these are some of the areas that I. I learned along the way. When you are running a business, it's really different ball game altogether. Mm. Yeah, and as for the TFA, it's also because of the, <laughs> it's also because of my business. Because back then, right, there is um, there is no community in terms of the creative side of things. Mm. For me, I learn on the go. Mm. So I learned videography on the go. I learned from YouTube, but there's not like a they don't we don't have a community where we can learn from each other, learn how to grow the business, how to manage our finances, um, how to even network, even like how how an introvert can break the barriers to meet people. Mm. So that is that is why I, we actually started the Finances Academy because we wanted to have all these freelancers a safe space. And being uh, running a business on our own can be very tiring, can be um, can bog us down. So it's really more of like a community where we can all learn from each other, upscale our skills. And whether you are just starting out, you are aspiring freelancers, or you are a seasoned freelancers, we all can help with each other. So, but it's not only for 
like the area of videography or no. like anything any, any financing any yeah oh, so design okay. even we, we we even have uh uh those who are in the product based business um selling their own products they are all in our community as well basically as long as you are running the business alone you can be part of our community mm. yeah sure i should sign up <laughs> can can <laughs> Yeah, cause I can totally resonate. Yeah. Like, um, especially doing YouTube alone. Um, yes. And a lot of my friends are obviously from corporate, right? So sometimes when I explain things to them, they don't quite understand yep. the challenges that I'm going through. Or um, yeah, I think it's it's, it's even the smallest things, mm. right? Like we were talking about just mm. now. Like if I didn't do a star Instagram story showing like how big my file size was on my video. You wouldn't have told me that you can actually compress the size from 66 gigs to like what, 16 gigs or like, or like something even smaller mm. than that. But I wouldn't have known that. So I think having that space and that mm. community, I think is important. And yep. yeah, now more and more, I find having uh, that community to yeah. be very important. And yeah. um, even just for like moral support yes. also, yep. um, it does help to push you along further. And uh, so now I also put in a lot of effort to really be more supportive of mm. like I guess people who are freelancers also because yes. I know how tough it is also yeah um so yeah okay I'm gonna go sign up <laughs> yes you are always welcome <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm very excited honestly um yeah I think I, I actually found one of my um team members mm-hmm. I found her on another another community that I'm on oh nice yeah, it's called uh, find the others and uh, they are like a bunch of uh, folks who like left their uh, nine to five ah. and they're like navigating through their life right. and things like that. So yeah, by chance I met this this um person. Oh, and okay. Like yeah, she's on my team now and she's great. Find the others. Find the others. That's yeah. a very interesting yeah. name for it. <laughs> so uh, it's actually from uh this this guy. He wrote this book. He's called Paul Millard. He uh-huh. wrote the Pathless Path. Oh, yeah, yeah. yesterday I I went for uh, I mean I spoke to a guy. Adrian Tan. Mm. He spoke about this guy, the puffless puff. Yes. Yeah, okay. Maybe since you are the second person to speak about this book, I shall get the book. You should. Later. You should. Uh, yeah, my next video is about like the five self-development oh, nice. books that changed my life. This mm. is one of them because without reading it, without listening to his podcast, he has a podcast also. Mm, um, okay. I probably wouldn't have made this jump also. Right. Yeah, so that's why I think like the community bit is, is just very important. Yep. I find it more and more yep. important now. Yep. And yeah, they are they are the people I can ask questions. Yes. Right. And they understand. Like even mm-hmm. to you, sometimes I'll be like, help. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. And and you can answer them. So yes, community is very important. Yes. Uh, okay. I think w- wanted to ask you some since we're both creators, really wanted to ask you some questions on on that bit. Mm. But I guess for you, you started out as an entrepreneur first, right? And yes. then now you're a content creator. So why did you see the need to become a creator and start creating content? I think it's the start of 2017 is where everybody is talking about personal brand, uh, putting your face in front of the camera, putting your face to the brand. Because previously when I first started, you can just put a logo, mm. you're good to go. Mm. You know, you can People can still hire you even though they don't see you as a person they only see you when you went in for a meeting with them Mm. and then you get the vibes from there and see whether you can work together but i think starting off i think it started 
in 2017 when uh, a lot of talks about this personal brand. So that's how I started going in front of the camera, <laughs> which is very scary. And um, I started off with uh, IG story. I think about 15 seconds at that point of time. Mm. Even 15 seconds is so scary for me. And and I really believe that when it's the start of that personal brand era, um, the importance of putting out content online is how they can actually, your audience can actually relate to you. Mm. It, whether you are running a business or whether you, are run, whether you are running a business, big or small, they want to know who is behind that company. Mm. They want to hear your voice. They want to hear your story. People kind of like relate to you mm. with your struggles, your pains, mm. your, your wins. And that is how I slowly started putting out more of my face online but when it comes to like um, digital presence or personal brand at, on, on its own I actually started off with LinkedIn mm. so I write uh, quite a few articles on LinkedIn itself because even though writing is not my forte but it's easier because you don't have to speak easier to maneuver on LinkedIn because it's more of like job opportunities. You can connect with your potential clients mm. over on LinkedIn. But in terms of putting out my face out there on Instagram, it was started, it started on Instagram and then went into YouTube. At that point of time, I think I was pivoting my business. I slowly toned down into, I slowly toned down my videography, but I'm, I do more of producing mm. uh, where I liaise with clients and then I disseminate my team members to do the video editing and the videography. I guess now also, I feel like you are creating more educational content yeah. on YouTube also, mm. right? Yes. Um, but you didn't start doing that back then, in 2017. When I did, but very little. Uh, I still had a lot of self-doubt. Mm. Like, will people listen to me? Mm. I sound how I sound. Our highest critic is actually ourselves, right? Yes. So I don't like how I sound. I don't like how I look. It's like really weird to see yourself on camera. So uh, it's that when when I started 2017, it was really I was really into the just the one minute videos on mm. Instagram, mm. and that was already so scary. Mm. Yeah. So that was uh, that was the start of the educational videos that I, I, I did on Instagram. Mm. And then late 2019 was the start of the YouTube. So how come you decided to start creating this um, educational content? Oh, because my friend, when I was doing the... Uh, I think I was sharing with her some uh, tutorial videos. Mm. And then she was saying that, hey, why don't you create videos for your business? Mm. She's in the digital marketing agency. So she hired me to do some of the videos for her. Mm. So I did like taught her how to do certain editing, mm. minimal editing. So she even mentioned, she, she told me that, why don't you share your knowledge on Instagram? Just one minute videos. So that's how the first started of my educational content. Then why jump to YouTube also? Ah. <laughs> This YouTube is also Jumpers Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same as how I started my business. Yeah, it's 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 a scary space. I didn't expect to go into YouTube. Mm. Um, I think also because the uh, this is another friend. 
who encourages me to go into YouTube because of his videos getting traction. And I I started in 2019 mm. for YouTube, end of 2019. And at that point of time, uh, if it's in local context, it's still quite relatively new for videos because we are still... Um, a lot of photos, a lot of uh, carousels mm. on Instagram and stuff like that. So videos is still quite new, still trying to figure out how I can help all these business owners to go onto videos. So the YouTube space is where it's easier to reach out to all these business owners who are actually ready to upgrade themselves in their business through videos. Mm. So that's how I actually started the YouTube. But no plans or so. <laughs> I got no plans like how how many subscribers I should get by mm. which month, what month, how many views. Is yeah, jump first, swim later. Yeah, but you're very consistent. You're more much more consistent <laughs> than me. <laughs> I had a, a one year hiatus, you know, in the 2020, 2021. I had a hi one year hiatus. Mm. I, I I stopped creating videos because I, I told you I didn't have plan, right? So I was, I burned out. Mm. I don't know what else to do with my YouTube videos. So I had one one year hiatus. I plan, I sit back and I sit down and go back into my drawing board. Should I actually still do videos on YouTube mm. or should I just like, like forget about it? Mm. So then I sit down, I talk to my mentor and say, yeah, why not? Why not just continue? Make this as a supplement to your business. Because when I first started, I get a lot of projects through my YouTube videos. Mm. Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of um uh, a lot of organization coming to me. Um, one thing uh hired me to teach their organization on videos because back then videos are still in, right? So they want to catch up. Mm. They need to catch up how to create videos for their own company for their uh to for their students and uh so that's how they found my videos on YouTube and that's how they got they actually hired me mm. yeah so when all this being back in place on my drawing board so i guess okay let's come back 2022 i came back with better plans better strategy i hope and it's still right now still following the following dil diligently on the plan that i had yeah 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 i i think it's it's very good like i see you very like every week without fail, I will yeah. see. I hope, I hope. Yeah, no, it's good. And I think it's, 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 at least it's manageable. You can keep up with that momentum mm. and that posting cadence. It's, it's very important, I yeah. think. And I think it's important, yeah. yeah. So you post on like multiple platforms, right? Mm. Which is your favorite platform to create for? And how do you approach optimizing your content for different platforms and formats like YouTube or Instagram and TikTok? Favorite platform, uh? favorite mm. platform, YouTube lah. Yeah, <laughs> okay, my favorite too. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I think I made YouTube as the main space mm. that I create videos. And then as um, other creators, I guess they all know the word which is repurpose. Mm. So from that YouTube videos, I will actually repurpose either on Instagram um, or TikTok mm. or even LinkedIn. So I I kind of like repurpose in such a way that if I don't repurpose the snippets of the video, I will repurpose it in carousel format for mm. Instagram or like a post on LinkedIn or a blog post on Medium. Mm. So really, at least now, I just focus on one platform. Previously, I had to like 
think like, okay, what should I post on Instagram? What should I post on TikTok? What should I post on YouTube? And that is a lot of things, a lot of brain power to use. So that's why I now I use just YouTube as the main platform and I would disperse the other type of content into the other platforms. Yeah, mm. but now I think I'm very active on uh, YouTube and Medium. I used to do a lot on TikTok, but I think now it's actually pretty tough to grow on. Like it, the numbers when I post a video, Mm-mm. not so high, right? Yes, the view yeah. count is not so high. Yeah. It's harder to get followers. And I think TikTok now um they focus more on the affiliates, TikTok shop. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I I but I also I think I'm very um I like long form more. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm very um I'm a very like I need context mm. sort of thing and I like to storytell and all that and I I cannot storytell in thirty seconds yeah it's very tough and I want to build a relationship with my audience yep. right I can't do it in thirty seconds I do I don't know how like some of the like our, our TikTok friends right I look at him like oh, you guys are amazing yeah. I, I I just can't <laughs> do that so I feel like uh I have stopped posting very actively on TikTok because mm. you know doing that stresses me out right. Then I felt like at a point of time last year, I spread myself too thin because mm. I'm like, I need to post on this, I need to post on this, yeah, I need to post on same. this. And you know, for even for Instagram and uh, YouTube shots and TikTok, you know there's the safe zones yes. where like certain have words to have think. to be in that certain area. And then oh. I just had to re-edit this, re-edit. Yes. And I, oh, too stressful. So yeah. I was like, forget it. I'm going to do uh, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube and uh, Instagram. That's yeah, it. Like yeah, then yeah. I felt a lot more, a lot less stress. Yes, in yes, that sense yes. La, l- lesser yes. work to do and mm. more pinpoint, more focus. Yes. Because honestly, marketing takes so long. <laughs> to record of YouTube videos already takes quite a lot. Uh, I mean, both of us, our weakness in that sense is writing, right? Yes. To write a YouTube script already takes a lot of our time. How about like the other stuff like YouTube, uh, I mean like Instagram and LinkedIn and stuff like that. So it's really, I guess, I think my word of the year for this year is intentional. Mm. I just want to be intentional to the different platforms that I'm in. So when I'm actually intentional on one platform, which is actually YouTube, it's easier for me to know where I want to go next, like whether it's Instagram. Instagram, a lot of uh, my uh, clients still come from there, especially mm. when it comes to the YouTube program mm. that I have uh, still comes from there and LinkedIn as well so usually it only uh, evolves around here mm. yeah but for Medium is is more for like the community knowing um, the community that they have there is really pretty strong and also to practice my writing mm. yeah so the sole reason I'm in Medium is just to practice my writing <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I get you writing is, is the yeah. tough one I really have to sit there and like something just there right? yeah, yeah, just yeah just like some can it come out <laughs> yeah but i have a uh, so my um the, the the person i met on uh find find find, find, your find, art, find, find, find the, the others this, right yeah. that community um and we she writes so she writes oh. on substack actually um ah, substack. yeah and uh, so sh- i was telling her these problems and mm. she was like you should do uh slowly uh uh slow burns in and not heavy lifts. So heavy oh. lifts is what we mean by like, you stay at a bank page, you do from the start all the uh, way to the end and okay. you bum, 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 finish right. everything. Slow burn is more like, I have an idea, I skeleton write it down it. first, skeleton it, yeah. Mm. And then, uh, next week, you'll come back to it, then you, oh, slowly write this point, this point, that sort wow. of thing. 
I find it. I find it tough. I find yeah. It tough. <laughs> huh, I feel like, oh, then I have to multitask even more. Oh um, my god. Okay, we are the same. Yeah. I have to like, I have to like from A to Z, I have to like, okay, it's done. I'm done. And I can just do my own things. But if I were to do skeleton, idea put first, skeleton points, I'll be very stressed. I think it works for ideas. Okay. Right? Uh, just ideas. I just but ideas. If you ask me to dive into it a little bit, write this, write that, I, I cannot. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I try, I try, I try. I know my my partner, my TF, my TF is part co co founder. She can do that. She can like do skeleton. She write a bit, and then tomorrow she come back again. Wow, I cannot. <laughs> I must, <laughs> I must like really sit down. Today is my writing day. I will sit down and finish off mm. whatever I need to finish off. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. There are days they are just editing days. There yes. are days they are just writing days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Mm. I think that's also part of the, part of the uh process that I have uh, which I didn't have back then mm. and that could actually lead to the burnout because yeah. I didn't have that process I only I did what I did was I script on the day I record I edit oh. I schedule on the same day so you imagine how tiring my brain is and every week I'll be like thinking okay what videos I should make yeah. It's like I research on the same day, write on the same day, wow. everything all on the same day. So that's why I think the burnout, it leads to the burnout. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know why I do that to myself, but it, lesson learned, I don't do it now. I, I now make sure that I have days just on writing, yeah. I have days just on filming, editing, research and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I film one day, I'm like, it's like a 20 minute <laughs> talking head I'm tired after that you know I'm like wow but you do every I'm like oh my goodness yeah 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 yeah. that's why I, I think that's, that was why it led to the burnout lah because mm. I, I, it used too much of my brain power on that day that I every even though it, the week feels like a long many days right but then when it comes to the day that I need to do everything for the videos it feels like okay what else should I create mm. and then that's when you get block you get yeah. creative block yeah. you don't know what to do and then after that just okay just don't do anything yeah, yeah. you have like a content calendar or content plan I didn't you, I didn't, oh, you have didn't have it last yeah. time <laughs> now I have now I have yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm good already <laughs> so uh, I guess we can explain a bit a content calendar is yeah. just making I guess you're a planner right yes I'm also a planner yes. so uh, I feel the most comfortable when I have like two or three episodes planned in advance. Yep. I have never reached that stage for my <laughs> YouTube videos. I've done like maybe two, I've gone up to two videos in advance, which means I have one extra one to post the next week. Mm. But mm. yeah, if I get to, you know, the point where I have three or four for mm. buffer, I will be very happy, but I'm nowhere there. Yet. <laughs> you can, you can. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm really trying hard to do that. Um, But yeah, essentially, uh, I have like a whole list of ideas of yeah. like what I want to do and then because for my YouTube video or my YouTube channel I have three different buckets of yep. like one bucket is more on self-development mm. one is supposed to be on like 30-day experiments yep. which I have not kick-started yet mm. another one is more on like creative life yeah. and like moving from 9 to 5 to mm. freelancer and then mm. I guess now the fourth pillar yeah. is like the podcast, podcast. yeah so that's how I've been trying to plan things and like yeah I think the toughest bit is still the writing yes it's still the filming the B-roll sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's so time-consuming. I, I put sometimes five hours and I'm not even done. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but it, it, I think all in all, it's, it's still quite fun for yeah. me. When I see the end product, when I finish yeah. editing, I'm just like, wow, I'm so happy. 
sometimes it's very a bit narcissistic, but I'll go back and load my video. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, oh that, that's, uh, that's a good job. Yeah. Yourself. <laughs> correct, correct. I mean, there's even a video where I added a fart noise. I was so happy about <laughs> it. Because, it, you know, and I, I, I show It gives the, the yeah, 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 yeah. more oomph to the yeah. video, right? But only I know that there's a yeah. fart sound in it. The rest are just like, uh, next point then. <laughs> but it's like these kind of small things that I'm like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Sound design makes me very happy. Sometimes I can envision uh my like what I want to put as B-roll yeah. also. And sometimes now when I'm scripting, I actually write that yeah, B-roll yeah, out. Yeah. And then I pull out that B-roll and I put it under when I'm organizing my B-roll, yeah. what I want to take. So when I'm shooting, I don't have to think so much. Yes, yes, yes. I think that that really helps because you kind of like film with edit in mm. mind, right? Mm. Because when you already have the script with all the bureaus that you want so when during the editing you don't have to think like what are the bureaus that i need to create correct correct yeah, so uh, it really helps yeah what did you say yesterday during what? your youtube live if you fail to plan you, you plan, plan to, to fail, fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i learned my mistakes no don't go back to that that, that situation where after that you get burnt out yeah, yeah, yeah it's very important to have that um the batch create thingy yeah i think for context batch create is to like when you mentioned earlier on to have like a buffer videos for the next week so mm. that at least if something happen life happens right everyday life happens if something happens at least you have one video that is already ready for you to publish and then you don't be so hard on yourself then you'll be th- you won't be like i should have video it last week i should have then no more should have now yeah yeah i think so. but, but really it's the the different process is depends on different people like for us we take a lot of time on writing but others may actually take a lot of time on filming or editing so it really depends on the number of hours each processes that uh, creators wants to be comfortable with Mm, Mm. yeah okay so let's go into a bit of gear which I like I love talking about so okay uh, as we all know I guess in today's digital landscape right video I love the gears and audio quality are very crucial for engaging content so what equipment, tools, or software do you use to ensure your videos have a professional look and sound? Wow. Okay, okay. For me, because I'm a profession by... I'm a, prof- I'm a video profession already, right? So I am an advocate of using what you already have because I don't want, to, don't want them to invest on things that they may not use in future. Mm. If they are using phone right now, just use your phone first until you are comfortable and until you know that you want to upgrade. Mm. Because there's really no point of you upgrading to a camera and then you don't know how to function it. You After that, you don't record videos because it's really about consistency, right? Mm. So if you buy a, vi- a video camera, a camera, let's say, to film your YouTube videos, but at long run, you may feel that, okay, I don't want to record videos, then it will be a waste of money. So use what your phone is, but I always emphasize on the audio. Mm-hmm. So if they if they don't have any audio or any microphone, invest on that microphone first. Mm. Whether it's, you know, the now they have all in the market, the wireless for phone, right? It's fantastic. Get that one. Um, or if uh, still less of a budget, then just get the boom mic. Yes. I think that's good enough as well. But always, always, um, for me, I always emphasize on the audio because if uh, audience watch your videos and your audio is crap, they will just swipe off mm. and they don't watch your videos anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they can sit through a bad 
video, but, but it will not sit through bad audio. Yes. So the first yes. thing to invest into is a microphone. Good mic. Yes. yes. I think the second thing to invest in is lights. Lights. Yes. If you cannot invest on this studio lights, I'm very very nice. If only you can see later, you let them see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can invest on those LED light that's available. That is uh, Ulanzi brand. Mm, mm. Uh, it's also quite affordable. Mm. Um, it's really very good quality in terms of if you want to um, spice up your uh, lighting on your videos. If not, if you feel that it's still of a budget constraint, use the natural light. I yes. think it's the window best. Light. Yes, window light. Just the best free of charge. Uh, God don't charge you also. <laughs> so <laughs> make full use of that uh, light. But then if 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 um, your house is like mine, my, my house is quite dark because I have like trees, big trees in front of my house. Mm. So definitely need the um, artificial light, which is mm. the LED. Just, just invest on the cheaper ones. Like mm. I think you can get less than 100 Dollars, mm. yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I heard this tip last time. They say, oh, just use your windows. Yeah. Don't buy a shower. You know, translucent. Yeah. So it's curtain. not too. Yeah. Yeah. Then it looks like it's a, like a soft box. Yes, yeah, soft box. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I started off with using mm. just window light. Yeah. Also, I yeah. would sit in the beanbag at the corner. Yeah. And I would just use it law. But yeah. I still, I, I still prefer the look of. Um, yeah. Artificial light. Yeah, because yeah. it's consistent. It's controlled, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I have a lot of fun mm. like, playing around with it yeah. also. But sometimes I feel like my lighting is not very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> okay lah. You know, we spoke about you have a uh you have the Freelancers Academy yeah. and also you have your own YouTube mentoring program, right? Yeah. Um and I think nowadays, you know, building an engaged audience is very important for mm. content creators. So what strategies have you found um, effective in growing and nurturing your community? And I guess, do you leverage that community f- to, um, for the success of your of Peach Picks? Yeah, I think uh, community is a huge word or a huge space mm. ever since COVID, I think. Because everybody is alone at home, right? Mm. Or stuck at home and then they need to find some kind of like community to support each other so for in terms of the success of pitchy business um i do have like a telegram group where we all talk about youtube on its own so it's really more of all these business owners who wants to also grow on youtube as well so i give them like tips Mm. and i give them like updates like what the recent update uh, we had earlier on yesterday mm. from YouTube. So uh, basically this community also gave me some ideas on what kind of videos they want to see from my channel and what kind of videos I want also I want to also see from their channel. So it's kind of like give me some um it's like a content creation idea as well when mm. you have this kind of community because it it they 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 know you. They they want to hear from you as well. But of course I also get from the public. So from the public in terms of like Facebook group, I go inside the Facebook group, I go inside my... Sometimes I, I open up questions inside my Instagram uh, stories to get ideas on what kind of videos they want to look out for. But definitely the bulk of my content creation right now is from the community that I built. Mm. From either email list, email subscribers, or the community in the Telegram. Mm. Yeah, I think it's very important, yeah. this community. I'm trying to learn how to grow my community mm. also, because I do see the 
value and yeah. like I just but see it's a long process. Uh. Yeah. It's a long process. I see the value in the connection. Yeah. Like even just now you met our previous guests yeah. also, right? And I I think there are things that everyone can learn from yes. each other. Yep. Even in various different yeah. areas, right? Um and yeah, I just think having that connection if you're um kind of going towards the same goal if you're feeling the same way like even your freelancers academy yeah. for example yep. like it's just it's helpful and again yes. it goes back to the point we we're talking about yep. important to have that community that supportive environment mm. and um, like just even bouncing off yep. ideas i think yeah. it helps i think also community kind of like uh cut short the journey you can just ask questions inside that group to you don't have to go into Google. I mean, Google is great, but if you can get the answers faster mm. through your community, why use Google, right? Because when you go into Google, you can go into a rabbit hole. Mm. I'm telling you. And then at the end of the day, you don't get the answers that you want. Yeah, that's <laughs> You get some of the answers. Yeah, because there's so much information. So much information, there, yeah. Right? And it can go A, then after that, you you find the A, and then you can go B. Yeah. But if you, like for example, my Differences Academy community, right? They can just ask anything in the WhatsApp I um, in the in the Telegram group, and I'm sure any of us will actually answer. Not just me or AJ, my partner. Any of us, because um, we all in the business, we have our own struggles. I think before we start recording, we did mention entrepreneurs. We have our own similar struggles that we have, uh, similar problems. There will always be somebody who have been through what you have been through. Mm. So like for example, just um, just a few minutes ago before I came in, um, one of the members actually asked about how to manage uh, the finance, how to uh, do contracts and invoice because at this point of time, she's doing manual. Mm. So how can she automate? So if she's actually going to go into Google, she will find a lot of platforms which can automate the invoice and mm. the contracts. But because she asked me, I can just give a few and then she go and look through what she wants and then just pick and choose and it's cut short by a lot of yeah. time of her researching that different kind of platforms. So I guess really that community is really kind of like help you ease your journey instead of going around the circles. Mm. So, yes, again, I still have not have a name for this activity, but <laughs> so far it's called a depth quest. Wow. Because uh, we're going to ask you a deep question. Oh, no. Okay. About <laughs> I'm not prepared for this, you know. It was not in the list that you said. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so uh, this Jenga mm-hmm. deck, well, this Jenga building, right? Uh, each block has a number corresponding to it. And that number will correspond to a question I have prepared. Okay. Um, How to you. see the number? So pick a random block. Oh, okay. Yes. People always go for the center block. <laughs> <laughs> Ah uh, yeah, so clever. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm very what well, I will go for the side block. I always go for the side block where I, and the thing will fall. But when I'm playing the game lah. Okay, this one. I need okay. to take out. Okay, okay. I, you want me? Okay. That's yeah, okay. Okay, what is your biggest fear and how has it influenced your life choices? Wow, my biggest fear actually is swimming. Really? Really? I cannot swim. Why? Oh, why? Uh, but uh, what, how how did this? Uh, why are you scared of the? Um, water? I think it happened during secondary school. So I had uh, a trip to Saint John, I think. So we had the swimming thingy, mm. and then I half drowned in that sense. So that kind of like trigger 
yeah, the yeah. fear. So the biggest fear is actually swimming. But I somehow already over commit okay i already learned how to swim but only in the one meter pool mm. <laughs> at least i went down you know i took like 10 minutes just to put my legs um in the pool mm. but yeah i i know it's only like 1.2 which is actually just here right mm. eh, here yeah here but it's so scary the even though it's, it's it's a swimming pool it's so scary the water is so scary that i took 10 minutes just to put my legs Um, in the mm. swimming pool. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm still learning how to float. Um, and when I actually learn how to swim, I feel that I've already conquered whatever fear that I have running a business. Whether it's meeting clients, mm. whether it's um trying out new things. For example, YouTube. Let's say, um, when I first started, it's really making me the. Uh, I think back like how did I actually overcome that. Fear of swimming, that I if I can do that, I can do anything. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it should be. You know those babies nowadays have the they just float. They have the float <laughs> around the head. Then you. <laughs> Anyone, but I still can float. I don't know how to float. It's okay. Slowly, okay. <laughs> slowly <laughs> but surely, like you float <laughs> when you relax. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I haven't relaxed yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you need to be relaxed. <laughs> so your hands sweat already when you think of it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, final thoughts. Um, is there any advice you would like to share with our listeners, especially those who want to start creating content? Um, on any platform or on YouTube? Uh, anything up to you. If okay. you uh, even have <laughs> advice on which platform should they go on first, or or they should just start on because it's more worth it. Hmm. Okay. I think one advice I can give is to not be afraid of the outcome. Like I know when it comes to creating content, I mean, especially on video content, I know when you start creating videos, you, when you f- look back at how you sound, how you look, you always have that critics mm. of yourself. So I would actually advise to record maybe videos with your friends first, uh, be comfortable in your own skin, and then move Um, into more uh, more advanced in a sense, but I would say that just start because the people behind the camera wants to listen to your message, wants to listen to what you have to say because because I think local if we local context uh, we are very entertainment uh, mm. space right we uh, we I think we kind of like grew up in that uh, space the entertainment but when it comes to educators the west side. I think really wins. They mm. they really go all out in terms of education. Your audience wants to hear what you have to say, like because you definitely have a vast knowledge of your niche, your business, right? I mean, I don't know things that you know. You don't know things that I know. So, something like that. So there is always room for a space for everybody, especially in YouTube, because mm. I know a lot of people think that YouTube is intimidating. And now that with the uh, lower rec- uh, requirements, I think everybody can be on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. So that I think it's really more of like don't be afraid and don't be so hard on yourself if you don't succeed the first time. I mean, having said that, if you do intend to go into YouTube, um, be consistent with it. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah, mm. I agree. I think uh, nowadays we are very exposed to a lot of um, instant gratification. Yes. So like even with the growth of TikTok, sometimes it's like, wow, you see yeah. how much views you get and you see how much likes you get. 
um, and if you compare it to like YouTube, for yeah, example, it's then different. like it's just the visibility and all that is just not as much. Yep. But I personally feel yeah with YouTube and now even more so because yeah. they, there's shorts in there. Yeah, right. So you can do both shorts, shorts and, and you can do long the long form. form. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do exactly what you do also in terms of like repurposing mm. also. So I think it's it's a nice medium like, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. And honestly, if you think from from a creator's perspective, if if we wouldn't love it also if you you like grow on a platform, but uh, and it's so easy to get to that thousand or it's so yeah. easy to get to that hundred thousand, then what's the point? Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. I think that sustain growth. Yes. That um the challenge of like continually doing it and slowly growing, mm. I think it's also quite meaningful. It's just yeah. that we are all quite impatient. Like, yeah. I, 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 I am, am also. <laughs> I'm very guilty of that. Just, yes, yes. Oh, I'm just like, oh, faster, faster, faster. Yeah, go, yeah, go, go. yeah. Um, correct, correct. So, good. It teaches us to be patient. patient well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. I think I totally agree on uh, on uh, the topic that you say instant gratification. We have, we have been um, kind of like in grind to this instant gratification for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. With the uh, with the Instagram, with the the TikTok especially. I yeah. think, uh, I think that is why. I was so frustrated with YouTube because I grew a lot more on TikTok mm. when I first started. It's really how the algorithm works, lah. Yeah. yeah, it's really instant gratification. Yeah. yeah. But I think again it's changed, right? Yes, like change, the yeah, algorithm it's changed. Ch- honestly, even for YouTube, it changes. Yeah, it changes. Right. Change every time, lah. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> even like now I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I think never mind. We just slowly, consistently. Yes grind and grow and I think like eventually we will get there. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is also um what is the ultimate goal of your uh, of you con- creating content on that particular platform. Mm. If you feel and also your audience, where is your audience hanging out, right? Mm. If your audience is not hanging out on YouTube, then there's really no point of you creating YouTube videos lah mm. to me personally. If your your audience is really more on TikTok and you think that you can actually get your uh, business through TikTok, by all means, go mm-hmm. ahead and stop. But you have to be consistent on TikTok. You, yeah. you cannot you cannot also be, today you post, and then next week you never post, Correct. or next two weeks you never post. Then it's, it's the same thing. Correct. Right? It's really, have you have to be, you have to be, um, I would say, uh, you have to know where you want to go first, mm. and then you see where you want to maneuver. Yeah, I have a lot of um, brand clients who prefer me to post on TikTok. Mm. Yeah, but... I feel like that was uh I personally feel like that ship has sailed like right. you know, that was maybe last year or the mm. year before. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should be posting on TikTok. Yeah. Now I feel like you should be posting elsewhere, lah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think a lot of people don't quite see the benefit of um investing into like a longer form or yeah. like YouTube. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, never mind, it's client yeah. work. I yeah. will respect what the client mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. and just do it lah. Yeah. But I will suggest lah. I'm like, oh, would you like want to consider a YouTube video? But most of them are like, no, I just want because TikTok. of the long form videos. Yeah, I mean, we're all, um, especially nowadays, like just short form. Short form is yeah. just, I think, what companies think yeah. people prefer, and mm. maybe most people prefer that also. But mm-hmm. I feel like we go down this rabbit hole of like dopamine hit again. I, I <laughs> it's actually not very good for the brain. Yeah. So I also just like okay let me do my long form and yeah YouTube and like <laughs> figure that out but yeah la, like yeah like you said it's um it's where your audience lies yeah la. it's where your audience also la. because because if really if you 
if you are not on YouTube, it can be on Instagram. But at the end of the day, they are all social media platforms, you see. So you need to have like one main ones. Mm. And then you can focus on the others if you want to. Mm. But if you are not consistent on one main ones, and then you want to go elsewhere, then you will definitely burn out anytime Correct. soon. Yes. Especially if you don't have planner like myself. <laughs> like <time. laughs> Yeah, that was the biggest mistake, I guess, not to have, not to plan out. But it's okay, we learn. Yes, we learn. We learn from that. Yes. And now we are definitely better. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, okay, Um, I guess that comes to the end of our podcast. But Yay. um, I guess for all our listeners out there, where can they find you on the different social media platforms? Okay, they can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Rini Smile. R-E-N-E-E-I-S-I-S-M-A-I-L. <laughs> Suddenly I forgot my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> or they can, uh, I hang out a lot uh, on Instagram. So they can look out for me at Pichipix, P-A-C-H-Y-P-I-X-X. Yes. Okay. These two are my main, I guess. In the, I mean, yeah, these two are my main platforms. Because YouTube, uh, you can't DM, right? So even you can actually reach me on Instagram to mm. DM me. If you have any questions about videos, if you have any questions about YouTube, can always DM me on Instagram and mm. I can answer there. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Thank yes. you so much. Thank um, you so much, for, uh, Jamie. Yeah, I, I really appreciate you coming here, being here, having like this conversation about content. Yes. Um, it's, I think, especially with the scene in Singapore, it's difficult to find another educational mm. content creator. Yeah. So it's great to know that, um, like, yeah, I can, I can chat with you anytime. And like, I think it's very cool that you started like the freelancer academy like yes. you have all these communities and um like your youtube mentoring course mm. also right mm. um yeah it's, it's I, I love that you started all these communities to like really teach people mm. to like impart your wisdom yeah. also and uh kind of mixing that into like a business model also yeah. so i yeah. think that's quite that's really smart lah, in mm. a sense to to mix your passion and mm. also like a money-making venture into yeah. kind of like the same thing yeah. which i eventually kind of want to move into also mm -hmm. just that now i guess i'm still trying to just focus on yeah. building that funnel mm. but yeah thank you for sharing your experience and like spending time with us also and i'm sure like all our listeners will like um be excited to like you know go and check out your yes. youtube channel and all that if you want to learn any video hacks or how <laughs> to grow on youtube or instagram go and check out uh a web page yes uh, YouTube. Yes, YouTube. can. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jimmy, actually, for having me. And finally, we get to meet in person. We have always been liasing online, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, right? Thank you. I really, I really love you. I love to see your growth. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes, slowly but surely. Yes, yes, slowly but surely, yes. <sighs> All, right, All right, thank you. Thank you.